comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Thank you, Emily, on this fine day. I appreciate you being there. Mac McCoy here for The View from a Pew, heard on 27 different pod sites. I just think that's amazing, and I get no credit for that. That's Garth. Uh, my co-host is here with me today, Pastor Delmar uh, Austin, and we continue with what does the Bible say about the Messiah? And we did that. Uh, we did that last week, every day for you. And this week we're going to talk more about the shepherds and the Christmas story. Yeah, the yeah. shepherds and the wise men, particularly because they were the ones that greeted the Messiah when he came. Yes, yes. So if uh, uh, if you've got a Bible close to you. Uh, where would be a good place that they'd go in the Bible? Would that be Luke? Luke chapter 2 okay. is the place we'll start reading from today. You know, Mac, last week we talked about how it was such a surprise to the people of Israel when the Messiah actually came. Yeah. But yet, at the same time, how it shouldn't have been a surprise because of all the messianic prophecies that were given in the Old Testament that pointed towards the birth of the Messiah, who he would be, what he would be like, what a role and purpose that he had in this world. I, I, I would, you know what I want to do? When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Moses, why the heck the Jewish people didn't read 52 and 53 of Isaiah. It's just, it's got to be one of the biggest oops in theological history, because then they would have known. Why do we read some of the things we do in the Bible, and it seems to go right over our heads sometimes? We just don't catch the message, and they didn't catch the message. So here are the people of Israel when Jesus actually comes into this world, when he's born into this world, and most of them are not prepared. Most of them do not understand. So who does God choose as the one's to greet the Messiah and to be heralds, those that are telling the rest of the world the Messiah is born. Who does God choose? Two of the unlikeliest groups that you could imagine. Okay. <laughs> First of all, the shepherds. Right. And, and the shepherds are very common people. Right. Right. In fact, they're worse than just being commoners. We'll talk about that, but they're pretty looked down upon during yep. this time of yep. history. And secondly, there are wise men from the east. The other end of the spectrum from shepherds. Yes, but they're foreigners. <laughs> they're foreign people that are coming to Israel. They're not part of Israel, and yet they're the ones that recognize that the Messiah has been born. All right, so if you've got your Bible close by, we're going to be in Luke 2 and begin to talk to you a little bit about what the Bible says about the Messiah and our surprise, surprise, it's Christmas. Here he is. Okay, Luke chapter 2, we're going to begin in verse 1. 
And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So we know that's the beginning of the Christmas story, and uh, we read it over about how it all came to be, how it all fit into the prophecies that God had given. Now, in verse 8, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and you will... And and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So they, the shepherds, are out one night out watching those sheep, and suddenly an angel appears to them and gives them a message. And then if you continue to read the story, suddenly there's an angel choir, and they're singing to them, and they give them information, where to go, what to look for, and they find the Messiah, the prophesied Messiah. Now, this is a great story, and, uh, you know, children love this story of the shepherds that uh, are watching the lambs and watching the sheep, and they come and they find the baby Jesus that has just been born. Now, I don't want you to take offense by this, and I don't think you will, but when you read that, you know what I heard? What? Pigpen. Pigpen? <laughs> from from, uh, from Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? In the end, he comes out with his blanket and, yeah. Yeah, well, he knows the right story to read at that time. Yes. Now, it says shepherds that were living in the field. Okay, why were they living in the field? Because you wanted to watch your sheep at night. Not all sheep go into a pen at night, okay? So some of there are some are just out in the fields and someone needs to be out with them at night or the wolves and whatever other predatory animals would be out there and they would die during the nighttime, yeah. right? Cuz they didn't have fences back then. They had some fences, but certainly Israel was a big place, and they had yeah. stone fences, so they're not easy to build. So they were out there at the at the uh, at the night time. Now people ask this question a lot: Is December twenty five really the date of the birth of Jesus? Okay, okay. I would you've ask. Heard, what you've is... heard that question before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I would ask, what does it matter? Well, I I agree with you, because the event is much more important than the date. Yeah. Uh, Some people will say, in trying to answer that question, well, it can't be December 25, because it would be too cold to be out in in the open on December 25. 
Well, you can shoot through that pretty pretty easily. Well, I was there uh, Christmas a few years ago, and it's not cold. It's not. There's no snow or anything. The temperatures in Bethlehem are similar to Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> so it people could be out at night, and they could be watching their sheep at night. Well, and there's two places that the historians agree to disagree on where Jesus was born, and one is a cave. Right. You ever, you've been there? I've been to the cave. And there's it's called, more than one. There's several caves. Yeah, and then there's Shepherd's Field. And this is this incredible, uh, goes for miles and miles. That's where, that's where I was thinking you were referring to, the caves. There are Shepherd's Fields on the side of the hill are some caves. Yeah. And, and they could have uh, actually put some of the sheep into the caves at night uh, in order to be better protected. Yeah. But, and of course, Jesus could have been born in a cave. But there is the cave or grotto area under the Church in the Nativity. Yes. And that is the traditional site where people believe that Jesus yes. was born. And that, that, that room is smaller than this studio. Yes. Not very big at all. But that's the one they've really made look beautiful with the gold and everything like that. Yeah. I think actually it's probably likely that that was the site where Jesus was born. It was a, probably a very small uh, area. It was probably part of a cave that uh, they had animals were kept there. Yep. And that is where Joseph and Mary had to find a place. So we have a picture of uh, Jesus being born in this world. And Joseph and Mary are there in the stable, but what's happening outside is of, of special significance because God is choosing people who are going to herald this story, who are going to go out and tell this story to others, and he chooses shepherds. I don't know if you've ever watched uh, the story of, um, of Jesus of Nazareth. It's that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in, in their story, how they tell the story is Jesus is born, and Mary and Joseph are kind of recovering from the birth that takes place. And there's a, there's a gal by the name of Abigail that comes down there, and she's trying to help clean uh, up things. And while, they're, while she's there, the shepherds appear. And the shepherds are really pretty crudely dressed and, and yeah. uh, look like a bunch of dirty cow hands, you know? Yep. Yep. And they, they come in the door, and Abigail looks at them, and she says, why are you here? What are you doing here? Can't you see this woman just get, had, gave birth? You need to get out of here. And they just stand there kind of stunned, and finally they say, well, an angel told us <laughs> to be here. And that is the right answer. That is the right answer. And then everyone is kind of in awe. Yeah. And uh, they have a chance to go and to uh, witness this child that is born. But here we have these shepherds, these very rough men who are called by God to be the ones to make the announcement. Now, John the Baptist is going to be the one who is going to herald the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. He is going to be the one that calls people to repentance so that they are ready to uh, listen to Jesus and follow him. But way before this, Way before that, when Jesus is born, 
we need some witnesses. We need some witnesses to go out there and give the good news yep. that G- that the Messiah has been born in this world. And who does God give the job to? Instead of giving it to a king, instead of giving it to a prophet, instead of giving it to a priest, who does God give this job to? He gives the job to shepherds. And they are the ones, the Bible says, and we'll, we'll read the, the last portion here. It says, now when they had seen him, after they had seen him there, uh, after he was born, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. In other words, they went around and they told this story. I, I bet you before they even got went back home that day, yeah, they were going all over the Bethlehem and all over the surrounding area, and they were telling people, this is what happened. We talked to an angel, and this child is born. He is the Messiah. He's the one that we've waited for so long. Well, it's a uh, Monday afternoon, and we sure appreciate that you're listening today on The View from a Pew. We'll continue this uh, as we get into the role of the shepherds and a little bit of Jewish history uh, and things like that. It's The View from a Pew, and what does the Bible say about the Messiah? That's uh, our sub-headline, if you will, and that's the topic we're talking about today. I'm Mac McCoy, and if I haven't told you lately, thanks for listening. Love this job. Couldn't do it without you. Here with my co-host, Delmar Austin, and we'll be back. And thanks for listening. To the view from a pew, and what does the Bible say about the Messiah? Also, thanks to the good folks at DivineTruthChristian.com. They're our sponsors, and we love them. Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find more.